Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Talk here at SG Taurus. I'm your host, Matt LePan. This week, we are talking cooling season. We are pretty much right at the start of cooling season here, and we did this at the start of heating season. We want to talk with our Northeast Regional Manager for Independent Distribution, representing all American Standard and train equipment and parts over train technologies. It's J-Sites. You all know them out there. Back in September, we talked how to stock your truck for heating season. Jay's here to tell you how to stock your truck for cooling season. So, Jay, welcome back to Taurus Talk. Thank you for having me again, Matt. Appreciate it. We're happy to have you on. You gave folks some great information last time. And again, we're talking cooling season here. For all you out there listening, if you're your techs or you haven't cleaned out your truck yet or your van, time to do it. Get some of that heating season stuff off of there. But Jay, once they clear it out, what are some of the essentials that they're going to need to put on their trucks or their vans for the start of cooling season and throughout the whole summer? Yeah, great question, Matt. So I, I think it's interesting because, you know, it does changing of the seasons is, is always gives us an opportunity to, to quite frankly, uh, open the doors and windows in our homes, clean some things out a bit. It's no different with our service trucks or even our shops or, or, or you know, our, our storage rooms just getting in there, cleaning things up. You know, we've been working really hard, obviously, over the course of the heating season, but now is a good time to transition. Again, clean the shelves off, dust everything off, and you really don't have to throw everything away either, right? You know, there's a lot of products, a lot of parts, a lot of accessories, etc., that work, obviously, in the, the cooling season just as well as they did in the heating season, right? We still have an indoor unit in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, we still have an outdoor unit. So, you know, some things will, will shift a little bit, but a lot of the parts are still pretty common. So when I look at cooling season more specifically, though, I would probably try to take it. And we talked a little bit about this in the heating discussion that we had, but I really think about it in four different buckets. It's really the parts. So really your 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 overall parts and, and stuff that you're going to you're going to stock which would obviously include your your motors, your capacitors, your contactors, your transformers, fuses, thermostats, things like that. All you know, control boards, all the pieces and parts, so to speak, that replace the unit as it is. I think that's probably the first bucket. We could talk a little bit more in detail with some of that. The second piece is really the tools. And I know that you're going to have John Souza coming up uh, to talk more about tools in the tool bag, so to speak. So I won't go too deep on that that bucket. But obviously, you know, that that includes your your meters, your gauges, charged batteries, right? There's a there's a novel one. It's uh, a we big used to one. use hacksaws. Uh, now we use sawzalls. How frustrating is it when you get to the job site and your batteries are all dead? So making sure you've got good charged batteries on the truck, etc. That, that's probably the the biggest one for that that I've always run across. Supplies is is probably the third bucket. Looking at all of the pieces and parts, you know your your wiring accessories. You know having a really good wiring accessory kit on your truck and making sure that it's obviously full and you didn't run out of, of one, you know, one butt connector or flag terminal, et cetera, making sure everything's restocked your flare nuts, your PVC fittings, your copper fittings, making sure all of those bins are, are re, you know, refilled all of your tapes from, you know, whether it's foil tape, duct tape, electrical tape, insulation tape, all of that stuff has is, is got to be back up and stocked. Cable ties, uh, we love cable ties. We use them for pretty much everything. 
you know, the, the, your, your glues, your primers, things like that, making sure that they're full and they're not hard as a rock. Throw the stuff out if it's, if it's no good. And then obviously getting into like some of the drain cleaning tools, if you will, you know, like Gallo Gun from Diversitech. I like a lot with the, with the cartridges, you know, making sure that you've got plenty of that stuff on the truck. Your whips, your disconnects, your, your condensate pumps, you know, those type of accessories to some degree. Making sure you've always got at least one or two on the truck because you're, you're bound to run across one that you're going to need. And then really the last bucket, um, I, I look at that one as more chemicals. And my big favorite uh, out of anything when it comes to spring and or summer service is wasp and hornet spray. Make sure you've got it on your truck. I'm allergic to bees. (laughs) So wasp and hornet spray, make sure you've got it on your truck. Pan treatment, obviously, for air handlers and keeping those drains clean. And then your coil cleaners, you know, whether it's a VAP condenser you know, rust breaker WD is always fun and, and handy to have on the truck because you, you, you always seem to need it, especially with anything outdoor that's going to rust. Leak detector and, of course, vacuum pump oil. And probably more so today, front of mind, that, than I think maybe even in the past, you know, it's, it's going in the home, making sure that you're really conscious about being safe, making sure that the homeowner feels comfortable you know, and, and some simple things like your your face masks, your disposable masks, you know, you're in and out of the house a bunch of different times, the shoe covers, booty covers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, those are really important, obviously, well, as we get into the springtime, too, and you're more indoors uh, and outdoors going in and out of the house. So those are probably my, my, my four buckets, Matt, as far as the essentials to really think through and and make sure you've got a good inventory, you're restocked, you're clean on your service trucks. And that goes for the shop too, right? You you make sure you got a, you got a good inventory back in the shop to start off the season. Yeah. And I was just looking to get into that too. You know, back in the heating season podcast, we talked about, it's great to have all this stuff on your, your vans and your trucks, but make sure you have some of the stock back at your shop too, because inevitably there's going to be a moment in time where you are, booked out for months and one of your guys comes back to the shop and goes i'm on my way to another job but i don't have any i don't have a capacitor i don't have a motor in here i don't have any any more masks i don't have any more booties i don't have this i don't have that well if you can just go back to to your warehouse grab it throw it in that saves a trip from having to go to one of our warehouses one of our showrooms and pick something up and it's just going to make you a little more efficient Absolutely. And, and I think that goes into to one of the questions we talked about before, right? Which was the why is it important to make sure you've got that proper stock? You're right, whether it's on the van itself or whether it's in the shop. And, and I think it really boils down to, to just a couple things. And we touched on it the last time, right? Things don't always break between eight and five during the week, right? So you got to make sure you, that you have the parts, you have everything that you need, for those emergency service calls after hours when the parts store isn't open. That's probably first and foremost. I think we all know that. But the second piece of that is it's really about the customer experience for the homeowner. The homeowner expects you when they call you and you show up that you're going to fix it. So it really comes down to not only the cost, right? If you have to run, so that's the cost for the homeowner. It's also the cost for you as the contractor to have to go somewhere else, uh, leave the site to go pick up a part, right? 
So it, it really could be the difference between a two-star review and a five-star review. That's the way I like to look at that. Yep, you brought that up, and that was one of my favorite analogies you made last time. We're all out after that five-star review. And if you are having your guy leave your job, and you're then saying to the customer, well, I'll be back in an hour. Because, you know, we have a lot of locations, but if you're out a half an hour away, 25 minutes away, you got to go to the store, pick it up, turn back around come back you might have to get gas you might have to do something else you're costing yourself time and you're costing the homeowner some comfort so they might be without ac if you have to run out to get a contactor because that's what's gone or or a heat exchanger because that's what's gone and you don't have it well they're not going to be very happy so we're all always after that five star review make sure you're stocked up so that you're getting it make sure you're not getting a three star and hurting your google ranking because we all know Google rankings are extremely important. We've talked about it a million times here on Taurus Talk. The other thing, Matt, though, that I think is really important nowadays is the, you know, again, it goes back to just the comfort of the homeowner letting somebody in their home, right? And and I think that that's, that's a big deal right now. They don't want you in and out and running to a store and then coming back. Yeah. I mean, they, some of these folks, it probably took them a lot to let you in in the first place, right? And I think we have to be very sensitive to that. So the, you know, the more that we can come in and and we're safe and we get the job done and then we leave, that's a good experience for them. Right. But I also, I also look at that as an opportunity too, right? Because as you get into the house and and this is where I love making our technicians, um, salespeople is if you get a chance to get into that home, especially now as folks have been home for, for a year, you know, we, we have an opportunity to walk into that home and, and really assess what's changed, right? Did we add a new pet while we were home during COVID? Is that system still working the way that we want it to, right? Are we having new allergies? Are we seeing different things, right? Changes. So, you know, I look at this as an opportunity to maybe have some other products on the truck now as well, probably more specifically around indoor air quality. It would be probably the best example of that, Matt where you can go in and you can say, hey, look, you know, you've got a new pet. Maybe we bump up your filter. Maybe we add in this new accessory, whether it be like an iWave type product or a Remy product, you know, things like that. I think this is a great opportunity. You're already in the home. Have that discussion, you know, with the homeowner. Make sure you have those products. There's not a lot of products, quite frankly, just a few SKUs, uh, whether, you know, depending on what line you, you carry or you want to sell or promote. But, but to maybe stock those right on the truck this time of year would be really, really good idea. Yeah, and you don't really need many of those. You need one or two of each on the truck maximum because you're going in and you're selling it. A lot of folks are going to say, you know what, let me think about it. I'll call you back. It's not, not often you're going to walk into a house and say, I noticed that your house is, you know, your filters were clogged up when I came in here. And they weren't last year when I came or they weren't six months ago when I came. Hey, I'm going to sell you this iWave, this Remy. In, in an extreme case, I'm going to try to sell you a, a CleanFX or a, or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not often they're going to say, yeah, go for it. Let's do it right now. Nowadays, they might, but it's not a, a super common thing. So if you have one on the truck of each or one of whichever brand you sell on each van, it's probably, you know, it's not going to be an overwhelming cost. And you're probably going to be able to make a little bit of money because... There is going to be that one instance where someone says, yeah, sure, let's do it. And you can be like, all right, let me walk out to my van. I have it. And Mm -hmm. 
you know, Jay, you mentioned it. It's all about the comfort of the homeowner right now. We're a year plus into this at this point, and we all know that homeowners expect certain things at this point that maybe they didn't 13 months ago even when you were starting to to evaluate these type of things. But it's what they expect now, and you need to deliver that. And part of it is saying, hey, you know what? I noticed this. I noticed that even if you're saying, I noticed that your system's not running as great as it, it was in the past, maybe we need to set up a maintenance plan so that I'm here every six months instead of every 12 months. You know, exactly. that's that's just going to, it's going to add to your list of folks that are on your maintenance plan, and it's going to make the person more comfortable, one, with you being in their home, and two, with your company, and the ability to identify a problem. And, you know, that kind of gets into it too, though, Jay. If you add them to your maintenance list, you kind of already know what you need to get when we're talking what to get for cooling season, right? Yeah, you, you nailed it for sure there, Matt. I mean, I, I think that's the biggest, you know, the biggest opportunity that we have when we talk about preparing a stock list, right? So when, when I think about a stock list, the first thing I think about is my service agreements, my maintenance contracts. What do I, what do I service, right? Am I, am I just servicing the brands that I install? Um, is that, you know, 50% of my, my service work is that, you know, what, what percentage of my business is that if it's a pretty high percentage, you can go back pretty, pretty easily as, as I think we talked about in, in the heating season as well, where you can look at the models, the products that are installed, you have this data, it's already in your, your, your paperwork, right? Or in your uh, FSM tool, CRM tool, you know, you, you can go in through our, we've got a lot of, a lot of neat systems within, you know, whether you're utilizing the, the 360 apps, whether you're using, you know, directly out of comfort site or AS dealer net, you can go in and you can build uh, and pull functional parts lists, right? We can, we can help you with that. We can tell you here's the parts that, you know, are most likely to fail on a system, right? And we can help you identify what parts you should have, right? Whether it's, in, again, whether it's in the truck, whether it's in the shop. So there are a lot of common parts across the product offerings, right? Uh, the different the different product families. And in a lot of cases, even to some degree with a lot of the older systems, there's many, many common parts across manufacturers. So if you're getting into, you know, generics, because obviously there's two pieces to that puzzle, right? There's the OEM side, which would be your, your ex, you know, exact fit form function type uh, part uh, with the manufacturer, or there's the generics, right? So you've got your multi-horsepower motors, right? Mm-hmm. The kind of the one-size-fits-all we talked about before, the multi-capacitors. They've got a lot of different control boards out there that fit many different brands, or they're more of a generic offshoot of the OEM part. So lots of lots of options once you know what equipment you're working on, and I think that that's a really good spot to start. And getting to the install side of that too, if you're an install manager, you know what your sales folks are selling. You, you're you in on your company meetings, you know what the product offering is. Start looking at the parts list for those things because, you know, we we don't like to, to have it happen, but it's inevitable. There's going to be a time where you get out and there's something that's not working when you, you go to install it. It happens. You know, it's it's not ideal, but it happens. So just having one or two extra on, on your truck if you're an install crew and obviously having the full stock if you're a maintenance crew 
is just going to make you that much more efficient and make your day that much easier when, like I said, we all know we're getting into cooling season. There are no easy days in cooling season. There just aren't. You're busy all day, every day. So make sure you're stocked up is very important. The other thing I'd say with that to them, Matt, you know, just maybe a, pl- a plug for our dealer diagnostics, right? <laughs> yes. And, uh, it sure does help too if you if you have a little bit of insight to the system to what potentially could be the problem, what the system's been doing before you even get there, right? That that's the whole the whole purpose of of being able to utilize diagnostics to try to come prepared with the right part right up front. So just a little little plug for diagnostics there. I know that's a little bit off topic for this discussion, but throw that one in there. Yeah, but just another way to make your life easier. You know, start making sure you're selling diagnostics and, and using diagnostics on all of your systems. Gonna make your life easier when it comes to you know to, to going out to a job. Well it, it sure does and you know and again you can you can use those on pretty much any system out there. So uh, at least get some basic information around the system and, and what it's doing so we can we can prepare better for uh, when that unit might fail and, and when when it might need to be replaced. Now we talked to your install managers, your service managers, talking to anyone who's a decision maker at an HVAC company. We're sitting here, we're talking about what you need on your truck, we're talking about what you need in your vans, how to prepare for it. Preseason buys are always a touchy subject with folks. There are some folks that love them, some folks that hate them. We talked about this for heating season, we're going to talk about it again here. Why, Jay, do you think it's a good idea to do preseason buys to stock up and get your vans and trucks ready? To your point, we did talk a little bit about this at the heating season uh, discussion that we had. And and honestly, a lot of it really doesn't change, right? It's the same thing, whether it's for heating, cooling, whatever. It's a preseason. So the same methodology goes into it. But again, I I look at it in maybe two different ways. Preseasons aren't always about quantity. and, And I think that maybe back in the days or maybe there's specific products where quantity is really part of the preseason, right? You might get a good discount or a really good price if you buy a pallet, you know, whether it's of, of refrigerant or a pallet of, of coil cleaner is just another example, those type of things. And some folks shy away from that because, you know, a pallet, pallet's a lot. Right? Mm-hmm. I may not need a pallet. I think that's one way to look at it, right? There's the there's the quantity piece of a preseason. And, and again, look, if you're on the other side of that, and you're going to go through a pallet anyways, why wouldn't you buy that up front and get the deal, right? Get the discount, maybe get, you know, whatever whatever comes with that as far as the preseason offering. But the second piece is really more around the dollars. Most preseasons are typically a dollar value. This one's kind of interesting. I kind of look at this from a personal perspective and I, and I think about my kitchen pantry. And I know that sounds really weird, but you know, when you look at your kitchen pantry, I have probably, maybe there's a little OCD here for me, but I have pretty much at least one or two of everything yep. <laughs> in yep. my pantry, right? At all times. I know what I cook. I My wife certainly knows what she cooks, right? We always have, we can almost label our pantry. So you you know where, where things are, like a, like a, literally like a shopping center. We know when things are out of stock, right? So having one or two 
of all the things that you use, right? So kind of think about it that way. And then think about it from a perspective of walking around that grocery store and shopping, right? By the time you get done with maybe the third or fourth aisle, you already have a half a cart full. Yep. Right. And then you sit there and you wonder, how did I just do that? Where, you know, I can't believe I've got all this stuff in my cart. And then you get to the cash register, right? And and it's a pretty big total. But I didn't buy a lot of quantity necessarily. I bought the essentials. I bought the ones, the twos, you know, of what I need. And I don't think a, a truck or a stock room is any different than that. Right. So don't let the dollars necessarily persuade you for not doing a preseason i think you have to look at it from the roll up of of all the stuff that you you use that you could get use those dollars to help you get to that preseason and then ultimately save money right because that's the whole point of the preseason is 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 it's a stock up and you typically get some type of a discount or a deal or or whatever you know whatever is tied to that preseason so it's not really that difficult to do Again, going back to the to the tools that we can provide and help you with, you know, making sure that you've got the right parts identified and that you are stocking the right things, we can help you with that. We can we can help you spend money for sure. Yeah, we're never shy to help with that. You know, talk to talk to your TM, talk to your branch managers, talk to you know whether it be Jay or or somebody else that you trust. You know, we're not out here to try to say. Make sure you're getting out there and spending all your money. No, we're, we're talking about getting out there, and yes, you're going to have to spend money. That's a, a fact of business and a fact of life. And make sure you're prepared. Make sure that you're ready for cooling season, because it, once it starts, we all know it doesn't end until September, October, somewhere in that time frame. You're going to be busy from now until then, so make sure that you're taking care of the things that you need to take care of ahead of time. And... It will help you, you know, when you need to go for that next stock up of stuff. Say, all right, last time I bought this many of this. Do I have any left? No. All right, well, maybe I need to buy a little more this time. And it it helps you be a little more efficient, a little more nimble throughout cooling season so that you're not running into issues in your stock, whether it be on your trucks and vans or whether it be in your warehouse. You're staying on top of things and you're not falling behind because if you fall behind, things get stressful and we're just trying to make your life a little less stressful out there. Yeah, at the end of the day, Matt, it's about it's about the money, right? It's about the cost. And you know, you can you can save money, you can you can get a deal by utilizing the preseasons that are out there, but it also costs a lot of money to to roll a truck, right? And and to get that truck to yep. go back to the parts store, back to the shop because you don't have the products on it, that costs a lot of money. Costs so a lot of time to too. Absolutely. So Jay and I have spent some time talking about residential cooling season preparation, and it's extremely important. We want to thank Jay for all this great information. We don't want to forget our friends in the commercial space as well. Tomorrow, part two of the podcast will be out, and Jay and I will be talking about some preparations for commercial season, for cooling season. There's been a lot of changes in the commercial space. Jay is an expert on this field. He's going to be able to get you some information that you might not think of unless Jay brings it up to you here. So make sure to tune in tomorrow to catch that one and then on friday we'll have taurus tech talk where john souza will be in talking about what your technicians should have in their tech bag for cooling season want to thank you all out there for tuning in make sure to subscribe to the podcast apple podcast google podcast spotify pandora anywhere you can find a podcast you can find us just search taurus talk 
Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Find our pages at SGTaurus. And catch all of our podcasts right on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash podcasts. Want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for part two on Taurus Talk. <laughs>